is fine. But not can you hear him? Yeah, it's a bit quieter, but I can hear. I can scream. You, now you're not screaming. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I, I can do like this if I can't hear you. Ah, so okay. you can... Yeah? She said she will do this if she can't hear you. Okay. Okay. Easy, easy. Cool. So... All right, then. Well, good morning, everyone. Here we are good in morning. Point Charlie. I'm Jan Schweiger. And I'm Ross Schutte. And I'm not Tamir. Yay. And this is Tech Point Charlie. <laughs> We're all together again. <laughs> kind of. In a very special way. Yeah, so for yes. anyone who's listening, obviously now with the coronavirus time, woohoo. Uh, yeah, we're all uh, recording from home. Mm-hmm. Some of us are in the same home. Yes. <laughs> and some of us are not. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So let's, let's uh, dive into it because I think it's going to be a bit of a long episode. So let's kick it into gear. What are we going to talk about? Yeah, as as I was thinking about it, I was like, how are we going to do this in one episode exactly? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Could be that we'll probably find ourselves splitting it into two. <laughs> yeah, could be. Anyway, but I, I think uh, one of the important things about this episode is that we were all extremely excited to record it. <laughs> really been waiting for this. This had been on our backlog for a while. And uh, so this episode, this episode is about good manager, bad manager. And all the things that are in between. <laughs> and I think, uh, well, at least for me personally, I'm super excited about this because uh, I think over time when you start your career and you, you know, get into it, uh, either become a person of leadership yourself or not, you see how important those functions are and you kind of discover what those people actually really do or don't do and which effect it has on you personally and on your career and on a whole team, a company, and yeah, I think it's just uh, being able to like observe what this is and who these people are and if they're doing their job well or not and what you can do about it is something that is really key in our jobs. Yeah, and I think, I think also in the last few years there's really been a shift also with awareness around this. Like I'm hearing more and more people who are saying, you know, for my next job, first and foremost, I want to like know who I'm going to be working for. Like now the who your manager is has become like this huge decision about what your work is. And that, I mean, five years ago, that wasn't the conversation. Yeah, exactly. And I think also there's the saying that people don't leave jobs, they leave their manager, which is also something that we're starting to see a lot in the industry. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Or people following a manager, a good manager, to wherever they go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, um, <laughs> well, it's completely different, but I remember from my father, actually, who told me something like, whatever, 10 years ago, and he said, yeah, you know, from my experience, uh, and he's completely in a different industry, but he said, if you find a good manager, you tend to follow them wherever they go. And I was like, mm. meh, I don't really get why. <laughs> But I think it's really, we can really see it in the tech industry uh, here and also really like more broadly, this is something that being, is being talked about, the importance of soft skills and how they're playing a big role of how company actually performs and on the bottom line and not just, you know, how good we feel when we come to work. And also people realize that, I mean, for our generation and generations after us, that uh, people should and try to be content at work because we do this most of our lives 
and there's a personal gain uh, here. So all these things really take on weight. Yeah. Go millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for changing the job market. <laughs> changing the conversation about the job market. Yes. Yeah. So, but then maybe before we go into the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, what what do we what I mean? Manager management is a really broad topic for me. True. So, when what are we meaning here? What what kind of manager are we just talking about? People manager, or are we also talking about other parts of management? Yeah, good question. I think generally, let's focus on people management. I think people management and let let's more. Tr traditional manager where there's a line of authority type of manager, not like lateral leadership or type of more influential manager or someone who's more project management. Mm -hmm. um, I think I, I would like to talk about that at least from my perspective. So I before we uh, decide to point, like to hone in on something, maybe we can just kind of clarify what are the different type of management. So you have a manager who has a group of people reporting to that person and they're in charge of their professional growth and uh, supporting them professionally right in terms of uh, knowledge also so expertise but also people um, you know vacations and whatever <laughs> and everything around it and the different type of management you're talking about is what exactly like a product manager I'm assuming so someone who manages people but not directly so I have a team that I work with and I influence them and I do kind of manage their day-to-day -day or uh, not their day-to-day -day, but actually maybe the tasks they're working on or leading a project but I don't do for example one-on-ones with them it's not in the realm of my responsibility uh, however yeah, so maybe I, some is that correct is. that that's that's more of a functional manager um, I don't know is that, I think that's the right term Like you're managing mm -hmm. a function, you're in charge yeah. of product, but you're not necessarily managing the people, especially if you're a matrix organization, you might have other um, uh, more junior product managers are under you. But if you're not managing people directly, then right. in that case, I think functional manager is the right one. And I actually think that at least for a lot of us, um, often when we talk about being a manager, we're, we're talking about this combination of people and function because we often are managing people within our function. Yes. And mm -hmm. we're both trying to like support them and get them to be good at what they're doing and make sure that we're delivering on, on what right. this needs, how this needs to perform. But we're also supporting them um, in their personal and professional development. We're also like just maybe have uh, need to evaluate them, need to decide vacation days. So it's kind of a com to me, the most common management when I'm thinking about for, for when I was thinking about for preparing for this was this kind of combination of people and function mm -hmm. and maybe less project um, which also could be not a people manager, but um, I think then in that case you're also not a function manager. You're just ma like supporting maybe other functional managers or contributors right. in getting a, a project and, and setting up the how how it works and making sure that it it's all like operating and, and is managed properly as as a whole when it has lots of inputs. Um, and then I guess we're also not talking about kind of very senior strategic level management where maybe there's a whole pyramid of people under you, but, uh, but e really what you're managing is a strategy, not so yeah. much, um, like if you're, a, I don't know, 
VC level, uh, v, uh, VP level or, or yeah. C level, of yeah. course you're a manager, but it's also probably not exactly the type of manager. So we're kind of talking about classic middle management where you're really stuck in the middle. Exactly. <laughs> where you have your own team and people report to you or you're the right. person you know and you have a manager who you have to like, who you have to like align with, you kind of get your right. tasks in a very broad way and feedback and coordinate vacation days and try to go for, you know, advice about specific skills or expertise. So just like you said, we're focusing on middle management when you have a team or you're part of a team and not yeah. like either the higher up or where you get the influence, but you don't actually like manage the people per se. <laughs> She's a very good yeah. distinction. I like the, the, the phrase functional manager. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time someone told me that, I was like, what does that mean? Like, it, I think I was even told I'm a functional manager and I was like, I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, now I feel like, I don't know. I, and that's one of the big questions that I maybe had about like, how are we going to address this issue really live in the podcast? Because mm -hmm. um, like, I'm always trying to save it for the conversation, but so that we talk about it here. <laughs> but um, I'm always like, um, are we going to talk about being a manager or being man like good ma good bad managers? How I evaluate myself and how I'm dealing with the situation because I think we've also all had some management experience. Or is this uh, about us like thinking of a manager? Um, and I've also talked to people who are currently managing and people who are who are not currently managing. When I was looking for input and like the, the, this perspective change always kind of made me confused about like what are we how are we going to address this okay. issue? Like this is such a big topic. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we really wanted to. Uh, wait, why is it not? Well, I think we really wanted to cover like uh, from our perspective what we think a manager is like that middle management yeah. situation like what those people should do for their team or you know in coordinating with other uh management mm -hmm. functions um and then maybe talk about it from the employee perspective actually of okay. like our stories and see like you know experience with the management the managers that we've had how did you recognize they were good or bad or somewhere in between okay. and you know what those things were and maybe some tips for people who are listening to say First to identify and say, oh, yeah, I guess I had that. <laughs> um, yeah. But also what to do in those situations or maybe how to try and identify it when you approach an interview or look for a new job. I think it's something mm -hmm. that would have been helpful for me in the past yeah. maybe to listen to and then say, okay, if I yeah. look for a new job okay, and I want to see if that manager is like a good manager, or like there's a good prospect there, how do I find out? Yeah. So, um, so let's do talk about, <laughs> about yeah. uh, so, so let's, guess, let's do that. What the expectation uh, <laughs> is or like what the, the skill is, the, the skills are that are like, not skills actually, maybe expectations from a manager. Should I get started? Why not? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I, I guess the first thing, um, I ask people when when they think um, when they think about becoming a manager, is um, why. <laughs> like, because I really what I think is the most important thing is that I think people should care about being a good manager. Yes. And so I'm really curious, and it's not that I have a set expectation of what that answer would be. I want to hear the conversation, right? I want to start a conversation about why are you interested in this and. Um, 
and how and 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 then then it starts into many things. So my first expectation from a manager is that they care about being a good manager, and not just about Definitely. what they're delivering, but but about about this, about discovering the skill set, about figuring it out. Um, and uh, and you might not have all the answers in the beginning when you're new. Um, you might still be figuring it out, but you should have a, a reason, and you should care about the quality of it, right? Uh, even if you don't yet know how to get better uh, yourself, uh, I think figuring out a why, and then. I'm very curious, and I think when I uh, when I also talk to others, and I, and I talk about why I'm interested in being a manager, as I try to to tell people like wh what motivates me about this, uh, and for me it's a lot about um, uh, personally, it's a lot about how how we are able to work well as a team. So what did I learn from being a contributor, and how much I realize how much is a team sport, and how much I'm very happy to dedicate a lot of my time to making sure that all of this works well. Um, and right. I find it very interesting and very motivating and very important, more than me necessarily doing the cool stuff myself. Um, and uh, I f and I, so I personally find that very motivating and enjoy it. And I think that's one reason. It doesn't have to be the only reason. Uh, but I really, I really think that the, if you are interviewing and if you are wondering if someone is a good manager, then kind of asking them how did they end up being a manager in this field and what 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 do they what do they think about it or what do they like about it uh, and if all they say is like oh god this is awful i'm in meetings all day then it may be a good sign for yes. <laughs> um yeah. i'm not i'm not really into being a manager yeah. and and also i think jumping onto like because my next thing on, on my list of things other than care about being a good manager is really how are they spending their time so really time is so important as a manager it's it's the re like you're always going to be needing to do more and you need to care more than just what you're doing but how other people are doing so kind of even as uh, it's so common to ask someone like what's my day going to be like ask your manager what their what their week is like and how much <laughs> did they spend how much did they spend time uh, is our one-on-ones weekly or bi-weekly or monthly or like you know when we do them um and Last tell or, us why or, you're laughing yeah <laughs> tell us <laughs> No, I mean, um, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah. There are those recurring meetings that every manager will probably need, or at least good managers should have. I'm just laughing because, um, yeah, the time time is a resource that the manager never has enough of. So yeah, and therefore should be like really properly managed towards the right things, basically, right? I mean, even yeah, I mean, I you mean, should have priorities on it. Yes. Yeah, and even part of the priority, I think we also talked about it, is having some spare time so people can approach you. And that yeah. is something that should be planned into your day. Or yeah. having time to write feedbacks properly and not just say, oh, I didn't have the time, I had to scramble it, you know. Oh yeah, the the amount of time I hear managers saying, you know, oh no, it's feedback season, and and procrastinating it and doing it last minute, I feel like that's a bad sign, like right yes, there. Exactly. <laughs> oh no, it's it's going to be distracting from my work, and I was like, no, no, that is your work. It is a very important piece of exactly. your work. <laughs> so that's another expectation that we have that managers plan their time well, so they have the proper amount of time and attention and energy to spend it on people and their growth and development. So basically to be the engine behind them and push them in the right direction or the direction that they need. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, generally the expectation set that I have from, from, I don't know, when I was an individual contributor for my manager and now as people are managing um, those, uh, those managers is that they actually they're like what Noah said. They're completely team players. They just work like working in a team, and they see the success of the team as part as of theirs. what they do. Uh, even if they're not productive at all in that success, meaning they just kind of 
they play the orchestra and not the the instruments yeah. um and i think generally i'm gonna give in maybe one of my my favorite manager interview questions which is um also kind of reflects who, who i am and how i feel about this role by the way is um i always start with a conversation about how management is the worst thing ever because it has a lot of really terrible things into it and it's also where i'm at right now i kind of love it and hate it at the same time um and i always bring it up with people i'm interviewing it's like like basically part of being a manager is you don't you count your successes if you're lucky once a quarter if you're lucky as an individual contributor you got it every day i fixed the bug today i, I delivered a feature today Yeah. Um, so you, you play a longer game and also you don't, you need to balance, you need to actually, your tools are people and not software. People are way more difficult. You need to have difficult conversations. Feedback is not something you want to give. Firing people is part of what you need to do. So it's, it's basically, and if you enjoy it, then you're a crazy person, right? Like you don't want to be a manager if you enjoy those things. Like if you enjoy firing people or give really negative feedback. So why? Yeah. That would be a bad time. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's, yes, and exactly. then I ask, I ask a person, so why do you want to do it? And I'm not asking it as an interview question because I just want a conversation because mm. I usually get that from good managers. They actually, even after, the, after my interview, I feel like, okay, I'm convinced that also it works for me. Yeah, I understand why they do it. It kind of reaffirms what I feel. And with med managers, it's more about, yeah, this, this is not the direction I would want to, to have. This is not a manager I would want to have. So yeah. I think it, it brings, at least in, in my mind, two other things to talk about. One is trust that you're talking about, like to have a reason for why you're doing things that like an actual reason thought out, well thought out is something that like builds trust over time and consistency. Uh, and maybe another topic is what is our expectation in terms of availability of a manager? Because we also said, you know, Managers don't have as much time, but they need to manage it well. How much like, should they be available to, to you, the employee? I guess these are questions that I'm kind of asking you both. Like, what do you feel about that? Um, well, as trust, I think, is, a, is kind of uh, this magical thing that I find very hard talking about. Like, you know it when you feel it. Um, and um, and I, I think one of the things I personally learned the hard way as a manager is also how much of it is has to do not just, again, not just with, in this case, the, um, this one-on-one -on -one relationship that you might have or one-on-many if, if it's with your team, but how much if, if a manager isn't, it, how much it's on the culture of the company and if, if the manager itself is not working within a safe space it is very very hard to build trust within your team um, and when you are and that's how I also learned to value like how much culture uh, uh, is important in an organization um, that if you are working in in a in a in a good company culture then trust then then trust is much more on you and and your team and how how you're doing it so I think one of the things that I kind of maybe just want to put in here is that if, if trust isn't working for you um, with your manager or for you as a manager take a step back and try to consider if it's because of the rotten situation you're in or is it something that you actually need to work on so because uh, like don't don't also uh, take in something that is maybe external to you that is broken mm -hmm. um, and then uh, and if if you do think that you're in, in an environment that that is like supporting that other manager is succeeding with this 
more around you um, that you feel safe personally, um, then maybe um, try to figure out you know how much how much you as a manager again I think you need to be taking more risk. You have more power. You have power over their work, um, over their career, over their uh, how much they earn, over when they take time off, about how they feel about themselves and their oh, work. Yes. Um, and so I think you have to like with trust. I think that it's it's on the manager. It's on you. Uh, um, and I agree with Raz. It's it's a very complicated and complex role that is it's not easy. It has a lot of downsides too. Um, but it, it, that that one is on you. Like building trust. Um, you have to start by giving it like it's it's on you to lead in that and to and to help and support uh, your team and when it does gel when a, a team of new people who in the beginning don't trust you um, kind of move into trusting you it's it's a it, that's the uh, the other side of it it's it's a very special experience like yes, getting I to that point um, totally agree I, th I even recently tweeted something like um, that the first years uh, of, a, of a developer's career is basically setting the tone for all of it or most of it um, and that that feeling is making me lose sleep sometimes like I this is a lot of things it's a, a huge yeah. burden to have when you hire those individual contributors that are lower level that are new and you know that this is the first step the next job that they're going to have is going to actually take a look at what they learned at your organization and your team and they're going to examine them according to that they say oh that person had five years of experience and that's what they learned or not um, that also sets the tone to what is the next job they can get. Um, that's a whole lot of burden that, that yeah. if you care about, um, meaning as a manager, I think basically most good managers I met are tormented people. <laughs> they, they enjoy the perks and they understand that 90% of the role is stress and, 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 and shitty things that they need to do. But, yeah. but at the end of the day, th those t that 10% kind of manages to, to take over everything else. Like when you see an individual contributor or a student, like I had, for example, when a company I worked for went bankrupt, and then she was able to find a new job at Salando immediately after and, and join there after right. she, had, uh, like she was a student for us for a year. That's a great feeling. That reflects and good on the manager, actually, because it means yeah. that the right things or the right tasks or challenges were given to that person. And basically yeah. that they made them more skillful and like, and better at their job. So yeah. I think also good managers don't have the ego of, I mean, they don't try to keep people working for them by force, like by forcing them, by putting constraints, but more enabling them and helping them grow and making them want to stay because they're happy. And if, you know, and, some, and also, Tell a person maybe it's time to leave uh, because it's the yeah. right move for their career. It yeah, which sounds count sounds counterproductive, but actually is not because if you have someone no, in your team, no, because they're, they're gonna say good yeah. things about you. They're gonna yeah. maybe come back later on with even more skills. You're building long-term relationships. You're building, like, and it's their career. They're not yours. Exactly. Um, you're not going to be keeping True. them forever. I, I mean, it's uh, that's the thing. You're you're managing a person, but you're you're supporting them in their career. You are a part of their career. They're not a part of your team. Yes, they're, um, they're leasing like the, their growth to you for a short time. This is like the concept yeah. for me of a manager. When you do performance reviews, yeah. like someone is leasing their growth for a certain amount of time, which means that you need to help grow them and they will contribute to your organization. But yeah. it's a, it's a short-term relationship at best. Yeah, and, and, and I think I've heard, sorry. Yeah, no, I just meant to say that uh, in that sense, looking at from the employee perspective, if you're looking to your manager, one of the expectations is should be that they help you grow 
and they don't stop you from growing and they want to assist you in whatever growth that you feel you need or that they point out and not just say, oh, no, we have to finish this. Just focus on this and let's forget everything else. And they should be happy for you when you have opportunities. And I think uh, also that moment of when you sometimes quit a job reflects a lot on the manager and talking about good managers and bad managers. I've had both experiences where the good managers had said, you know, I'm sad that you're leaving, but I'm super happy for you. Or if it's the right thing for you to do, then great. And those are the people that I would later recommend other people, you know, yeah. go work for them. Um, yeah. Or the bad ones that are like, you know, try to hurt you somehow or hurt you or convince you to stay yeah. uh, just uh, just thinking about their There's short no term. Point. Right, exactly. so I've even had someone tell me like, you know, um, I, I've, I've heard that you know, what this means to them now. How is this going to make them look? Like they now are <laughs> yeah, starting yeah. to manage their politics and I'm like, it's not my problem and I don't want, like this part of the conversation you should be having with someone else. <laughs> right. Or, I've had the experience of where they actually try to block that person yeah. who just resigned from talking to the rest of the team, which yeah, in that yeah, case well. reflects really poorly on the manager because everyone is going to have the question of like, why is this person leaving? And letting a person leave in a very respectful way, open way, Especially yeah. if it was done for, you know, a, a positive reason or in a respectful way, then yeah, you have to let it happen. I mean, you have to manage this. This is your responsibility, part of the work. Yeah, and then hearing back that the two more senior people who maybe uh, I've had less access to, because uh, of course then people start gossiping and talking around and everything, and you know other middle managers and other people in the organization. And then if I, I've really had the experience when when someone then later on and and went and said and gave a different reason for why I left. And I was like, yeah, that's and people just talk. <laughs> they find out the that's truth. That's shocking. I mean, we're, eight, we're adults <laughs> with yeah. a ways of uh, communicating but then with one another. <laughs> it's not hard. G going back a bit to, to what this responsibility role and, and this leasing, I really I recently had this conversation with two other people, um, and I think it's kind of part of an ongoing uh, conversation that we've had for years. How we, we think of it, we're all women, and we think about management as a mother role. Um, and I go even more, I would like, I think of like fostering role. Like that's exactly this kind of thing that you are in this relationship where you have more responsibility that you, you need to understand yep. more of the situation. And even if you don't, it's your responsibility and that you're taking care of something of someone uh for for a limited period of time and and your reward out of this is being a part of their experience of their growth exactly. um, right. and, and so of succeeding together um so i do think there's a lot of parallels there yeah so, so it's like short term in the sense of uh, the the constant relate or the close relationship but actually the long-term effects of exactly. everything that happens after reflects back on you as yeah. a manager well, actually, I, I do want to touch on one more thing before we okay. kind of summarize, because I, I raised the topic of availability right. and availability has a couple of facets. It has the facets of like, I feel I feel I need to talk to my manager. Does he have time for me or she has time for me? Like literally time to, you know, go to a room and talk or whatever. Uh, that's one thing. And the other thing is an emotional availability, which you kind of touched upon. Uh, and this is something that is being more and more talked about, I think, maybe in different words, but in our industry of the fact that a manager role has also the responsibility of kind of, how do I, how do I say this exactly? To be emotionally available or to like to hold someone's feelings without putting yourself in that situation first. Um, yeah, to which con is a container or empathy. I mean, have yeah. 
yeah. but yeah but I, I think also yeah it kind of um yeah to just kind of I hold or contain or just like be be kind of a vessel towards them like just be there to to help them and and I, I think that's kind of I think a really Im important topic right now where I think a lot of people need their managers to do it maybe even more um than usual because we're all going through a very difficult situation at the moment um uh with the corona virus right. storming about Not our only lives technically, but and actually the world yeah people and their families um, and concerns and health and yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, personal concerns and 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 just not like just not like a, you have a lot. I, I I was just talking to uh, to a friend and it's like even even if I manage to clear my schedule for all these hours that I need to work, I'm just not, I feel that I'm not necessarily as productive as I was before. And mm -hmm. and I told her like no one is like you you don't need to think to worry about like I don't think anyone would have an expectation of you working at 100% capacity or even more because you cleared a time and your kids are with your partner or um or I mean you just have so much on your mind right now there's so much happening around us and so much stress um let's try to do it from from the back so I think we've just talked about how listening and empathy is really important um and how uh trust is really important and that it's it's uh, you should separate maybe the part that's on uh, you as a manager and the part that is about the organization providing you a, a safe space to build a trusting relationship mm -hmm. um, and then um, we talked um, before that about help me out um, we talked about how pe people management and pe being a team player is part of a good one I guess then yeah yeah and and we even kind of discussed whether being an individual contributor in the role is a is a mandatory or not, and we said it is possible. Um, but having the context, so it doesn't mean that you have to exactly do the role, but you can be someone who's hovering around the role if you understand the context and you're empathetic to what's going on. That's also part of it. Yeah. And some questions we mentioned that you could ask maybe in an interview or if you're assessing if someone in, uh, is a good manager is, first of all, what they think about management, how they feel about the role. Um, so uh, and, and then, of course, um, how they're spending their time. Um, and Why they got uh, to that role was a good point. How they got mentioned. to that role. Yeah. Um, and so those those are things to consider or to find a way to phrase it in your own way. But uh, yeah, I think and in general, we think a good manager is someone who cares about managing um, yeah. and is trying to do the best uh, at it and trying to, to get better at that specifically. Um, and yeah, I think so. Yeah, I have a couple more maybe that could be helpful. So maybe why yeah. is this role available sometimes reveals Let's say if it reveals nasty stories, it's not a good thing. <laughs> right. Because basically you're an outsider coming to the organization, talking to someone who would is willing to tell you, you know, the dirtiest yeah. secrets of someone else, which means they, they can do the same to you after you leave for whatever reason. So that yeah. would, would not be a good sign. Um, what else? It could and be in general, like, that what a manager is the should be invested in your career, right? And then right. investing so in you plan. and is my yeah, next thing like to ask how do you manage people's growth how would you manage my growth what should i expect unmute and how and how much time they have how much time they have for you right how how available they would be for you um, again maybe those are things you would better understand really when you when you're actually working together but it, it's something you can ask right how how often and how easy it is how busy you are um, how regular are one on ones um, right so how, and Exactly. So when talking about growth plan, for example, I would expect as an answer, as a good answer to be that we have regular one-on-ones, that we set the timing together if we want it once a week, more or less. 
um, that we set goals, that we review them monthly, quarterly, um, that there is a good um, tool for assessment, whether it's something that the manager made or uh, an external tool that we're using, that there are quarterly views, that there are peer reviews, stuff like that. These are good indications of a good system that is well thought out of, that is in place. Whether it's working or not, you would find out later. But if it's yeah. not even there and people would say, well, we just talk about your current challenge or something like that. Maybe it's maybe they're in the 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 beginning of their path as managers um, or yes. just not very sure of how to do it. But if they're good managers, maybe they're, you know, willing to get some input on that. Yeah. yeah. And, and for me also, one last addition, maybe a good manager shuts up. Like, <laughs> honestly, maybe the best tip I can give any manager starting is shut up. Just let things happen without your voice being heard first. Let, yeah, let the team kind of figure it out themselves. And only, only if it doesn't work well, then start voicing. Like, but in an interview? I'm, we're not talking about an interview for me. I'm talking about what is a good manager. In an interview, if someone would ask me what is something that I, I do is, um, as a manager, is I listen first and I try to speak later. I'm, I'm not into coming up with solutions ever. So when I join, it's always, that, that's all, honestly for me the best kind of type of answer. Yeah, I, I think, I, think I, had a, I had a similar answer to, uh, and, and I would even always try to, I mean, I would also try to help my team also like manage me or like deal with like how, how it is because also different people, different styles, and maybe what I prefer is what I thought of, what I wanted when I was managed, but someone else would want something else. Yeah. So I think for me, kind of a, what you kind of need to understand is how can you help and how can you get out of their way? And start with how can you get out of their way? Um, and then if, if they need you, then what can you do to assist? It's, exactly. Is it them? Is it helping them about a stakeholder? Is it helping them with what they're doing? Um, is it just talking? It could be a million things, but then figure out how do you help. But the first thing you need to do is get out of the way. They, they're good at their job. Right. They know their job. Um, That's actually something I wanted to like, uh, a point I wanted to develop a little bit because we were talking, we were talking about like good managers and bad managers. And you know, those distinctions are usually sometimes easy. But with getting out of the way, it's maybe something worth explaining a little bit because there are some, like, uh, let's call them absent managers or people mm -hmm. who are not very actively managing you. And I think this is one of the gray zones where it could be, you could see it as like, oh, they're letting me do my job, getting out of my way. That's great. Okay. They're good. Or it could be basically they, they don't know how to facilitate or like support you well. So let's clarify yeah. that a little bit. Like, yeah, what so, is the so that's, good part I think of it? That's or, a, so to me, a, uh, someone who gets out of your way doesn't communi communicate with you less. They communicate with you as much, but they don't interfere in your work, right? Yeah. That's And I think micromanaging would be a big word in the next bad manager <laughs> section. <laughs> um, so, micromanaging um, is a bad thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. So a, a good manager doesn't communicate with you less. Um, he li and, and he has spends at least the same amount of time um, talking to you. He would be, I think as I said, listening more. He would be trying to get you to talk into about your work more because you reflecting on your work is so important. Um, and then uh, they would try to support you through that and try to also understand where they should or shouldn't be involved. And that can only happen in conversation. That doesn't happen with a lack 
of interaction and conversation. Knowing how much, how, how to get out of your way, you need to talk about it in order to, so just disappearing is not the way you get out of someone's way. Right, exactly. Of course, and that's, that's maybe the, the biggest, um, like if, if to, to be a bit hyperbolic, uh, absent manager is someone who gets out of the way, but you don't have one-on-ones, you don't have performance review, and the absent manager doesn't know what you're doing. Right. And, and a good manager who's there to listen and to help and to untangle things is a person that gets out of the way, but also syncs and have a one-on-one and then maybe mention something that you've done well or not, gives you feedback about something. So you see that the person observes, but doesn't necessarily, inter- like they do risk management. Like, should I intervene now or will this be okay if we continue with this? And then maybe I'll mention it later. A good manager also honestly will probably criticize privately and, and praise publicly which again, an absent manager would not notice those things. A good manager who listens um, knows when those things are happening in a good direction, when it's a good time to also praise and when maybe it's a good time to take it into a one-one and kind of um, give some constructive feedback. Yeah. yeah, what would you do? I'm so, I consider you a good manager, obviously. Wrong <laughs> again. Yeah, so also, I guess it's a bottom line for our listeners who are maybe employees looking at their managers to try to assess if you have any form of one-on-one time, that's a good thing. (laughs) If you don't have that at all, or you feel that they don't have time for you for any reason, um, then that could be a bad sign. I'm not talking about like short-term, these last couple of weeks were the craziest two weeks we've had in this company, but talking about longer term. Although I would say really good managers also, like, uh, if you ask to, to talk to, to them and they have, you know, a full schedule for the rest of the week, they would still find that minute to look at you and try to see if something is really wrong and should they shift something around. I think we just summarized what a good manager yeah. is and then we started kind of spitballing ideas about what a good manager is when we started the summary. Um, so edit some more bullet points and I think now it could be a really nice thing to summarize what is a bad manager uh, without saying it's opposite of this, so explicitly. Okay, so I think we mentioned this big bad word before, uh, micromanagement, and how we, how I guess we don't see it as good, so I guess uh, micromanagement is bad, but I, my first question to you, because I, I really like asking this, is like, how do you define micromanagement? Because um, uh, I think people use this word a lot, and kind of we all know what it means, uh, but can we actually say what it is, and then... Um, what uh, is it only bad how do you see it um in your experience have you seen it specifically <laughs> oh i've seen it <laughs> yeah I've seen so, it so what is it what is it. what does micromanaging <laughs> means preachiel i think you have a lot to say here no i uh, <laughs> i'm not sure how much should i say but i think uh i, I would just uh, like to note down that there is a difference between micromanagement and being into details and facilitating and helping someone and maybe that's the distinction that I mostly care about making because uh, I think uh, the earlier you are in your career uh, the expectations are different from how much your manager should be involved in the small details and how much is that helpful and that changes also throughout uh, when you gain more expertise. Um, I think maybe the a good distinction of whether you're being micromanaged or 
being helped is how you feel about this. So if you feel empowered and you're like, oh, my manager knows all the details and I can consult with her about all those things and I gain knowledge or a new perspective or man, you know, how cool is that? I didn't know that thing about that small detail. Then these are good experiences. Um, however, if you feel that you need to always report that, um, that you have to have everything written down because it's waiting for you around the corner, because things will be inspected, because your judgment will be questions mostly publicly, for example, um, or that someone would come against you if you didn't, you know, um, have a good reason for that small decision, then these are bad signs. These are, these are signs for micromanagement to me. So when you feel like it doesn't matter if I make that decision, someone else would read this and make that decision for me. This is also micromanagement. So I would say being into the details is something that is super helpful uh, earlier in the career. Uh, because you do need to learn a lot of things and a lot of things are from context or like um, informal conversations about things. So not just reading, but actually like hearing someone say, yeah, about that detail. I also, by the way, two years ago, worked with someone about this and that. And then, you know, oh, OK, so actually, if I want to know more, I can talk to that person about that. Uh, but later on or when they make all the decisions for you. Um, and you feel like you have no power, then this is a bad thing, or that you feel like your work would be inspected to the last detail. Um, so there are actually exactly. like I think good that's and really bad well reasons uh, to, yeah. to, to inspect your work. I would say inspect it, not in a negative way. So there is a good reason for like, I want to grow in that department or in that area, and I'm not sure I'm super professional at it. So I want someone else to have a look, and therefore I will document things and ask for someone to actually have a look. But again, it's a constructive experience. Uh, and there's the other part of like, uh, I have to document everything so I'm able to defend myself. <laughs> or um, yeah. if I don't do that, people would think I'm not working, stuff like that. And these are I, these I think are that's really signs. well put. I think, I think you hit the like two nails on the head here. Um, it, and micromanagement is when uh, if you feel like your manager is either excessively into your details, right? So it's about how it feels and is it, yeah. is it too much? So if it feels too much. And the other one is um, is if it's judgmental. Right? Yeah. That's what I, I heard. Like So those two exactly. things, if, and it could be either, and it could be both, which is probably the worst. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it could also be that you don't feel like your manager is in every detail, but whenever they do ask you about details, they're they're judging it, or, or uh, even the worst thing you mentioned is like using it publicly against you. Um, then I, th I think those are two really good points about that. I think it's also when you're early in your career, maybe it's hard to distinguish because maybe mm. you want things to be looked at, but you don't know how you feel about it necessarily. Maybe you feel more judged because you're more junior in your role and you're like scared you made a mistake or something. This is where I think the expertise of the manager uh, comes in very handy because if they're very experienced or very good, they would make you feel very safe while looking at those details. But maybe maybe they're not bad managers, but they're inexperienced, and maybe their feedback you know, wouldn't be uh, all the way constructive or not delivered super well, but it's still not micromanaging. So it's maybe a bit hard to distinguish in the beginning fr from both sides. Um, and then what do you do then? If you feel like you're being micromanaged, 
um, or, or if you're as a manager worrying that maybe someone is perceiving your attention as micromanaged, then what, what, how do you, let's say you, you this might happen and you, and you care about being a good manager. How do you get out of this role? How do you, you get ask, from bad to good? You ask, you go to a one-on-one and you ask how people feel. You send mm -hmm. a feedback survey and you ask how people feel if you're too involved, not enough involved or just well balanced. Um, I don't know. I'm also a millennial hipster manager. Yeah. Um, I'm not above my team. I'm uh, a supportive role. So I ask my team a lot about what am I doing wrong? What am I doing well? And I listen. And I think that's, yeah. that's something that a micromanager probably is not doing because they, for me, a micromanager exactly. is a person who can't focus on their role. So they focus on the role that they mm. want to have which is, it, for me, it feels like micromanagers are people who really enjoyed doing the individual contributor role or the role that is now they're managing. And instead of understanding what is their current role, they still try to do the roles of the four people or five or six or 27 people yeah. that are, they're managing right I now. I mean, I agree, but I've also seen it from people who are not necessarily um, in, into the doing the role, but they are, it's really just, to me, it's also a sign of lack of trust. Right. So, yes. uh, um, but, and that's where I think what yeah, I was saying, um, maybe the more dangerous part is the judgmental because it could be that it's excessive and you can have a conversation about it. But yeah. I personally feel that I feel if a manager is using this against me, is using it in meetings or just judging me or evaluating me, I don't feel comfortable even in an evaluation to say, yes, you're too into details because I'm not sure they'd be willing to hear that. So I think the judgmental part is really what makes micromanagement uh, or a, bad. a, a person yeah. who micromanages into a bad manager, right? Totally. Yeah, but so we're here talking about this from uh, a point of being aware and from maybe a good manager's perspective of already seeing this and saying, I don't want to be a micromanager. I'm aware of uh, all the disadvantages of it, so I don't want to go there. So I should ask feedback from my team. What do you do as an employee yeah. of a micromanager? How do you deal with that? So we gave a couple of signs that maybe can help you recognize that. Uh, but then, um, I mean, I have my stories, but how would you approach it then? Like, did you experience it and, and was able to approach your manager and do something about it or change or say something? Because this can be also really hard because if someone is a micromanager, like proper micromanager, and you can look it up, but there are like definitions on it and the disadvantages are way all across the board. They're usually not very open to that type of feedback. Yeah. So I do think, I, I guess it really depends on, on the situation. Again, if you're more junior um, and, and you're earlier on, uh, you you maybe you want, you, you can't tell, but you could maybe err on the fact that it could be that, that your manager is trying to give you more support and is worried about you maybe not even communicating enough, you being worried about communicating how good you are, because that also can happen with someone who's new, doesn't True. feel very confident to talk, to ask for help. Um, and that's, that's common. And maybe it's good if your manager overchecks in, overchecks in the details. And, and it could be, again, I, I don't want to put this burden on juniors. It could be that it's hard for you to start the conversation, but at least I would keep the, the, the option on of, it could be that, it, that it's out of concern and out of attention, positive attention. And uh, I, I, ideally your manager would check in with you and not you with them, 
but maybe feel comfortable or, or try to uh, try to see if you can approach that in your in your one on ones or in anonymous feedback or anything like that. Um, yeah. That said, um, if it's it's happening at more senior levels or if you do feel there's an aspect of judgment on it, I don't. I mean, I, I, again, I don't I don't know how to fix it. Like at the end, ideally, you ha- should have a chance to evaluate your manager and give uh, anonymous feedback. Uh, and if you do, then you should be saying that that you feel like someone is judging you and into all of your details uh, and they should then worry about their management uh, and they need to fix it um, but I, I, other than that it, I, I don't know what else you can do yeah so I think as a, a junior person and you should like um, try to keep in mind that maybe your manager I mean keeping context if your manager is very experienced or not for example if their first role or second role or something like that it could be that they don't know how to do this well and they are just really trying to help and in that sense you can try to adjust the type of communication for example to say it's more helpful for me if we meet and talk about those things or if you tell me stories or if you tell me in advance when you want to see something so I can come prepared stuff like that that are more um, positive and forward thinking rather than you know just uh, curling up to a ball and <laughs> worrying yeah and and i have to say if you come to your manager and you say i feel uncomfortable and the way they deal with it is not by being worried about how comfortable you are but uh by telling you you're imagining things or or ignoring it or or not taking your feedback that's already a good sign that your manager is not great um and you might not want to stay at that place for long (laughs) right and and there's a difference though between uh, a bad manager and an inexperienced one because an inexperienced one would have empathy for how you're feeling not necessarily knowing how to fix that Exactly. But they could say something like, uh, okay, I didn't, I, I wasn't aware, like, or I'm surprised, or maybe they feel uncomfortable because, you know, they don't yet have the skill of, you know, super empathy of, of, of just putting you in the center, which c- can yeah. happen. Uh, but then they maybe would say something like, okay, I, let's think about an alternative way, or let exactly. me think about it or something like that, rather than uh, pretending the problem doesn't exist or trying to put it yeah. back on you and saying, well this is how I do things or something like that. Yeah. I think a manager um, could go, I, I think a good manager who, uh, depending on their level of experience would go from, Oh no, like being freaked out that they messed <laughs> something up, up to like maybe someone who's more experienced would be like, thank you so much for telling me. Like, yeah, uh, that would be maybe someone who feels a bit more confident would be like, Oh, this is so great. And I'm so happy that you're able to tell me things. Uh, I, let's, let's, let's me figure out how I can, uh, what I can do at my end or, or come up with a new suggestions on, on how we can get, get out of here and really be appreciative of, of the, of the, f- of the feedback that you got. Right. Totally. Yeah. How rare it is to have someone really tell you the truth. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. I mean, good managers really appreciate it. I think uh, as, as a more senior person, at least in my role specifically, like I've also encountered, you know, micromanagement in different forms um, where I was able to see it for what it is. And then I think it's a, a different feeling <laughs> because you're yes. like, hmm, they hired me for my expertise, but they don't let me do my job or they, you know, overturn my decisions and stuff like that, which comes to a whole different perspective of like, is this the right place for me? Or is the manager aware? I even got to the point, maybe it's a personal story, but I got to the point of, uh, you know, actually trying to have a conversation with a manager of mine um, and saying, okay, well, I feel like I'm being micromanaged because like the message didn't really get through. Um, yeah. and then, uh, I got a really funny answer. <laughs> like, 
the answer I got was like, yes, you are. And I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, I actually got this uh, in different forms, like this harsh ones, uh, harsh one once in a softer form, like a couple of years back, um, which was like, yeah, I know I tend to do that. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, It's hard for me to change, which I appreciated more. But the, the more harsher ones, then I... It's so funny because I, I didn't really think that someone who's micromanaging is aware that they're micromanaging. Um, yeah. But no, that I've was the it, case. I've seen, but I've actually seen it being that... aware. I didn't even have to ask. And, and they were just like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm managing. Uh, I, I'm doing uh, like asking you to write everything. I'm doing this to protect you so that you look like they had this whole story about how yeah. this is actually. So right. it was obviously, but they're concerned about how, how they look good. Um, yeah. And they're like, so that you come off as better. It's like, well, if, if I can't do my job and come off as good, then then I mean, that, right. That or really there is lack here. of trust. So I, I think yeah, I sure. thought to this point, like being a bit more senior, I was like, maybe that person's unaware, right? That they're doing that and if i bring yeah. it up maybe that would bring to a change but it actually like uh, made the conversation a bit different by saying okay so if, if you are micromanaging me then why right yeah and i think if you have a bit more confidence in what you do then you can have that type of conversation uh and then you can like see whether it's something that could be changed or maybe it's just not working anymore you know for yeah. a different reason i think that part kind of like uh, uncovered a lack of trust or wanting to make decisions I make instead of me and stuff like that, which eventually didn't really work out. But these conversations also happen. So not all micromanagers like doing it by mistake. It's also a management style, which then if people are proud of, you know, when you ask them questions and they say, yeah, this is how I do things, try to uncover why, because the why could be like a really good reason of like, this is how I help juniors develop or you know, uh, I need to know what my team is doing and this is the best way for me to know this, which of course I think all of us here would say there are other ways. Yeah, so I think um, obviously micromanagement is is a is kind of like a, a key milestone in, in recognizing a, a bad manager or yes. a really a key point. Um, there's probably other things that I think, again, not going too much into things we've already mentioned as being just the inverse of good, but definitely if you have a manager that doesn't really care about how good they are at management, um, oh, yes. that's definitely something I think we mentioned before um, that, and in general that someone, I think it's really important to see that someone understands that management er, is a set of skills that you can can and should be getting better at and not just seniority not just i've been here longer i know more i know better yes. that's not management um yeah and also so i've been I'm a senior whatever uh for yeah. five years means i'm a good manager now is right. not true management is a, I, I, I can do this learn. in a minute or i can d- or i i know how to do more i've done more complex things or i could do more complex things uh, uh, in general the fact that you're better at something than others does not make you a manager <laughs> or yeah. a, a definitely not a good one um sure. so uh, i think that i think uh, obviously a, a, a point is to recognize bad management is, is if there are punitive measures if someone is trying to conform by somehow making you or making you feel bad or sorry for something you've done uh, and it doesn't have to be too like really giving you punishment like you're a kid or anything but really if you, if you feel like you're being punished for your work or for not con- for not conforming with your manager um, and it could even just just be um, s- some form of uh, gaslighting or all, uh, anything you could also see in other relationships and how they approach you and how they um, and, and it could also be invisible sometimes how they talk about you to others uh, yeah. any, anything really like that pinpoint. that's a bad manager yeah. yeah that's really really hard basically if you feel bad and you don't yeah. know why <laughs> and you feel you yeah. cannot talk about it then that's a bad sign maybe then you need to find out like 
what is the specific situation you're in, but these are bad signs. Yeah, so I, I mean, I guess to, to give a, a sad example that I've had um, is that um, I had was in a situation where I didn't have a very trusting relationship with my manager and I was very concerned about it. Um, and uh, I tried talking to other mentors I had in the company or people that I trusted um, about it and they got word of it. And their reaction to this was to tell me that I shouldn't be talking about these things with other people. And they even put it into my review as part of what I wasn't doing well, (sighs) is that I shouldn't talk about things that are internal to our team or to our work with others. Um, At the time I was more junior, I took it very, I was really, I was like, it was part of my evaluation. Like if I don't do better on this, um, I don't know how I get promoted, how I succeed in my role. So I took it very much to heart. I felt like I was being silenced um, and it was a really awful experience. And and I think when, when I finally managed to tell people about this, um, them, some people supported me and believed me and, and some people know they're, they're a great person. Um, you must have imagined or misunderstood. And so that's where I think a lot of this relationships you have with your manager, there is relationships of power. It's not that different than what you hear about abuse in relationships in general. Um, so be mindful that if, if you feel like you're being punished, if someone is telling you not to do something, that you, if something is in your evaluation you don't think should be there, I mean, those are all real things. Um, they're For not sure. in your head and they should be taken seriously. And I guess it's a good point of like how to deal with that because... Uh, Sometimes when you work at some place and you like it, and maybe there's, again, this aura of someone or of the role or of the promise you have for the future, or you're just starting out, which maybe you're more insecure than uh, because you don't have as many examples to look at and say, ah, this is normal, this is not. Talking about the situation is always a good thing. Maybe then inside the company is something that would be harder to do or more risky to do, but you can always approach peers or people outside of the organization. And although, yeah, we are in tech, uh, there are a lot of things that are transferable, like, you know, this is a type of relationship that is not healthy or a good manager would not do that kind of thing. And you can uh, look up for, for the support like around so you can come a bit more prepared or knowing what you're dealing with. So you don't, like, if you feel silenced, that's not a good thing at all. There could be various reasons, but try to to figure it out, like, to talk to people about that. Definitely. Yeah. And and I would say it it doesn't mean that that isn't a good person. I generally think that people like that person because they were a good person and he was generally likable. Uh, but uh, I, I like them too. Um, but uh, that means that they're not necessarily a good manager to you. Like their skills right now and how they are managing you. That said, and also right. try to separate what their role is from the person. Sometimes there's are people that we really like that are just right now not performing at their best. And ideally when they get that feedback and when other get that feedback, they try to get better and not again try to say, no, you must be wrong. Right. Because, and, and, and in general, if you get feedback on someone who you're responsible of or, um, or, if you're, or even of yourself, uh, try to separate you know, what it is you're doing than who you are uh, because you're going to get very defensive um, and it's hard, as, and I think as Raz said before, like being a manager sucks a lot of the time. It's very hard role. You have to deal with a lot of very hard things and you feel like you're sometimes, I think it's basically, if you feel like you're like just managing or kind of half failing most of the time, I don't think that's insane. I think that's perfectly normal. If someone yes. thinks they're just excellent at their job as a manager, then maybe that's a sign that they're not doing it. That's so honestly well a, like a bad sign probably. 
Yeah. But if you feel like you're you're rocking it every day, <laughs> then I don't know. You're probably a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll add something for me. What is a bad manager? Because I think this is where it becomes a little bit of the common case as well. Like, it's easy to say that micromanagement is bad. Um, I think there are those, like you know, I said, those likable managers who feed of, like they need to be liked. And what tends to happen with those people is that they're not honest. They give you feedback um, because they want you to like them. And that feedback becomes something that is not tangible and doesn't reflect reality. So, and then people who get fired at some point, they get a, or they get a really bad uh, performance review or they grow in a bad direction because their manager wasn't honest. And they're and also, surprised. And they're surprised. And also those, those bad managers tend to not take... The task of a manager is to do the hard things that no one else should. Like it's, it's an emotional burden um, and it's tasked on a person. Firing a person because a person isn't, doesn't fit the team, for example, is a task of a manager. And a manager needs to actually acknowledge that. Letting, I don't know, letting someone stay in a team, even though it hurts the team, for example, is extremely negative and it has long lasting effect on a team. And a manager who doesn't do that is a bad manager by definition because they put themselves in front of the team because they don't want to fire a person. No one wants to. I, I, I said yeah. it already before. You need to be a sociopath to enjoy firing people. No one wants to fire a person, but this is the job of a manager to do that because you put the team in front of you and it's for the benefit of the team and avoiding those really challenging things because you just don't feel like it, then this is where you put yourself in front of the team and you think about yourself and not your main goal, which is your team. Um, this is where I, most of the bad managers that I've encountered were that specific version of that, where they were really, really likable or great, but they couldn't yeah. make a hard decision. And honestly, I always revert to my first manager as the person I aspire to be all the time, where um, he challenged me all the time. He always put, he always raised the bar for me to grow. He always kind of, when I complained about things he kind of, he was a vessel, he kind of contained it and, and he reflected to me how it looks, but he also kind of mentioned why we're doing it. And he was always able to also, in, at the end of the day, when and we had a, like an individual contributor that wasn't contributing to the team and the team was hurting, in the end of the day, that person fired that person. And he didn't come to us and told us, hey, we need to muster through this. No, it was quick, it was well communicated, and he was also very, very, very engaged with us even more after because he knew that firing a person is a difficult t thing that the team feels, even if it's a person that doesn't fit. And, and then you feel like he was there to kind of emotionally kind of get us through this process and to ensure to us that it's not, our job is not on the line. It was a very specific thing. And I think bad managers avoid all of that because they just need to be well-liked. That's a version of a bad manager that at least I had to live with a lot. Yeah, and I just want to like uh, note because we're saying firing a lot is that obviously there's a whole big conversation of whether you should fire someone or yeah. help them grow first or you know why are they not good for the team or yeah, why is that I'm, job it's not, not about good for when them? or yeah 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 but like point is what we're trying to make is uh, just that firing if needs to happen is one of the most difficult things to do yeah. to a, from a human to another human. Even if they're really bad at their job and they're like terrible people that you hate, it's still really, really as hard and like yeah. sad and. Yep. Yeah. 
So, but a good manager would not avoid that responsibility and would still do it well, even if uh, I've seen really good examples of a manager and a employee that, you know, the employee was fired and it was very clear that they don't even like each other, but it was yeah. done so well and respectfully that I can just like point out good things on how this was done. So this can also be done. Yeah, let's wrap up. Yeah. And I think uh, there are just a couple more things we wanted to mention. So we had a couple of responses on... Mm -hmm. So we had two people that wanted to actually voice their... To get some time on our airtime. So that actually is... We had one question and one person actually commenting. Um, so let's give our Twitter uh, audience some uh, some love here. Yay. So we won't mention name, names, but a listener on Twitter um, had a question. I feel the most common type of uh, a manager out there is the benign neglect manager. What should one do to change manager's perspective uh, on how should manage individuals? So for those who don't know, the benign neglect is a person who doesn't do the hard things that they should. They neglect everything that actually needs their attention because they just prefer to, I don't know, ignore it. And I think mm -hmm. we kind of touched it um, by saying that this is the role of a manager. I think also we touched it when we said, if you have a situation where you can give feedback, uh, whether it's... Um, I don't know, um, and on the company level, but mostly first in a one-on-one -on -one and a person can listen, then this is where you should bring it in. Um, and I think also when we were talking about time and reflecting, yes. like if does, does the way you spend your time reflect the priorities? And if not, be honest about that. Like, why isn't it? Is it preference? Yeah. Is it avoidance? Is it habit? Um, and that's part of your role as a manager. Exactly. Like right. figure out how you use your and time. Maybe as a good example is uh, if it's because there could be reasons for this benign neglect that we were talking about or absent managers that we said it could be that you're having one-on-ones but for example they're not well documented or the message is not clear like you leave those one-on-one -on -one confused so there are one-on-ones but they're not really helpful or good or you know help you grow um and you should try to find out the reason, whether it's actual neglect or whether it's lack of knowledge. And someone who has empathy and wants to grow will respond to your comment in a way that they would try to improve on this and maybe learn along with you or take, or take the responsibility for what they're not doing well. So, yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. And another thing, we had actually a comment from uh, a listener on Twitter as well. Um, about ideas or his perspective about what um, what is a bad manager. So a bad manager, um, in his perspective, is a person who is only interested in features, um, not basically investing time in people or in development. There is no documentation or technical tickets. Basically, only it's about creating features because that's what the manager is being judged on. So um, putting that uh, front. Has no knowledge about management, never read a management book, not aware of management theories and terminology. Uh, a manager does not setting expectations, usually avoids one-on-ones, not giving positive or negative feedback. His annual performance or her annual performance review uh, is only from the stakeholder and should uh, usually includes only the last yeah. two weeks. That's a great perspective. <laughs> yeah. um, talks about other people only as a resource in, in degrading ways. That's Oof, awful. That's or simple, I will yes. add talks about other people's personal things. That's also oh, a yeah. sign of something that's not really That's good. true. That's true. Like you and, should and not know your coworkers' problems if they didn't tell you. Yes. Yeah. And I think to add to the to the care also of only about features, I, I think there's I've also seen people who just don't care about process, who don't want to like don't talk so maybe they talk about more than features, but like don't get like how how it's done, whatever, that's your problem. We shouldn't be spending time on that. Um and and that's just not true. That's true. 
I, as a person who hates processes, I totally agree with that saying. Yeah, we yeah because if you that. want the well-being <laughs> of the team and delivering over time, it means that you should care about how things are done and improve that over time. It's also so how you discover the issues, like exactly. if something yeah. isn't working. So. And processes are necessary evil, like they're still necessary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so not caring about them is just like, it's, it's benign yeah. neglect. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that he wrote, which he wrote a lot, that's really good, really mm -hmm. great points, by the way. Um, never writes down, never follow ups on questions, never requests, and no pro like um, requests that you request, you, and uh, you get promises, but nothing comes out of it. 100% uh, non technical person cannot contribute in, in that person's area, has no interest or ability to assess a technical uh, task okay. for an employee. Which I guess we, is very we mentioned that one. We mentioned that one. <laughs> yeah, we. This <laughs> relates to the whole discussion yes. that we had of whether you should have the specific expertise or not. Also, mm -hmm. but okay, yep. that's their perspective. That's okay. Yeah, um, I, I kind of agree with that, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a that's a, a really good kind of round of yes. more things, and and I think also a good point to kind of say, like I think we talked a lot, and yet there is still so much that we haven't touched, and I think oh, yes. like we're all edging to like continue the conversation, but at the end, uh, we need to we need to wrap it up. True. Uh, so sh who who wants to give a quick summary of of bad manager? What what were the main points and takeaways? I think that listener nailed it. Honestly, the only thing I would <laughs> add is. Um, maybe the combination of that benign neglect plus what the, the, the second listener added, right? Like it's, yeah. if you're, if you're um, only interested in feature, you don't people, in, like don't people, uh, you don't put people um, up front, like you're not playing for the team. Um, if you don't do the hard things, which is the benign neglect part, um, yeah. then these are all part of being a bad manager. And of course, if we escalate that, if you're a micromanager, if you're an abusive manager, um, yeah. then that's, that's not even a bad manager, just a terrible manager. Like, um, yeah. And yes, and I think another thing that he mentioned that I really like is a person that doesn't see management as a career change, meaning if you don't take the steps to become good at a manager, then you'll right. be a junior manager all your life. And it's not a letter yeah. when you became from an individual contributor to a manager, it's just you stepped up to another level. No, it's a, it's a, it's a fork in the road. So you need to learn again and you need to acquire a new skill set. And maybe the last tip for, for people who are in their career being managed, either new or in, or in general, is that anyone who is a manager uh, in the company around you and in, in this venture uh, could be good or bad, could have had more years of experience as good or as bad. And so also feel free to think critically of your managers uh, to start conversations and to make decisions about who you work for. Uh, and, and hopefully, if you are interested in management, inspire what you choose to, to be into later on. Totally. Yeah, definitely. I think a good sign is if you go home and you're relaxed <laughs> is a is a good thing. Not talking about excited. Excitement is good. You know, wanting to invest more time at work is also fine, like for, right. for different reasons, but that you're not anxious. Safe, if you feel of, safe. Yeah, if exactly. you feel safe and you're not anxious about going back to work or, or facing that person, you if you hope you don't see them in the hallway, that's a bad sign. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Um, who wants to summarize quickly what a good manager is? So I would give it a shot. I think a mm -hmm. good manager can be inexperienced or very experienced and the traits would be similar. Um, they would have the willingness to learn. They would focus on people, understand that people are complex and that they should invest. They would use their time well by investing. Um, let me say that again. Um, they would understand that it's a people business kind of, so they're working with people and not software. 
not goals. <laughs> so and and that managing is a privilege. Yes, you have a lot of privilege. Uh, yes. It's a, it's a privilege to to do be a part of someone's career, and that you have a lot of privilege that other people around you don't have. Right, which uh, you should respect. Again, that people re- let you into yeah. their lives and take on that responsibility. I I like how you said that. It's, it is a privilege. Well put. And that since you have that responsibility, you should take it seriously. And there are hard things to do. Um, in yeah. that, I guess you don't see the the fruits of success so easily. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah. if I actually summarized it well, and I, I don't no, think so. It's good. it's good. It's good. No, I think it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You embody team spirit. I think that's m- because I think if you don't, then you'll struggle all your life with this feeling of like, what am I producing? And I think this is maybe the biggest thing that any manager that goes into it needs to kind of realize. It's not about them and it's not about their production. They should be, the more productive they are, probably the less they're spending where they should. Um, if you're managing a bigger team, more than two, three people, like already a group where, and that's also something that I kind of want to mention and I forgot, is the yeah. fact that the more team you're managing, the more relationships you're managing. So yeah. it's actually, it's, it's, it's exponential. Like if you're managing two people, then it's, it's one relationship, right? You're managing one relationship between those two people. If you're managing three, it's three relationships already. If you're managing four, it's six. So it actually, it's by adding one more person, you're adding a lot of relationships to manage. So that's where if you're managing a team of four people or more, maybe being productive, hands-on is really, it's getting trickier. Um, it's still possible, but it's trickier. So when you mean productive, you mean like... Producing stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because being productive as a manager means you spend time on thinking about those relationships and planning and feedback and all these things and man- yeah. managing a lot of situation, yeah. not necessarily yes. like producing features, let's say, uh, just to make exactly. that distinction. Yes, yes. So basically... Pro- productivity is, is different. The outcome is different, basically. I, I always go back to that example of um, playing the orchestra, Right. Like a manager and uh, is not producing any note, uh, but but the orchestra is way better when someone is there to kind of direct. Um, that's a kind of nice role of a manager that that should be like yeah. this yeah, acknowledging that you don't give anything. I, I don't without me as a manager, the team will still produce. Maybe maybe if I'm good, which I'm not, then they'll be they'll like they without me they'll produce at seventy percent capacity. Um, but without them, I produce nothing and I will produce nothing. So I, I don't have the ability to do anything without them. So it's more of yeah. my role to be there for, to try to help them achieve. And I play the bigger game. If they are at 70% and they get to hundred and whatever percent, then, oh my God, I actually made them better. And because there are many individuals, it's, it's kind of over, it takes me as well. So we are as one unit producing yeah. it more than 100%. And, and if you're a, a new manager, I think one, one kind of mindset uh, tip that uh, helped me a lot um, is that uh, see all the goals of, your, of the people you manage as your own personal goals. Uh, it really helps you make sure that you keep track, make sure that you help them develop, make sure that you're invested. Yes. Um, and, uh, and again, it's not that you need to get it to done, it's that they need to get it to done. Um, and to succeed and I think if if you really see that that is your job to make sure that they succeed uh, then I think that's a a really good way to kind of change your perspective and get get into a a mindset it's not about what gets delivered it's about how everybody how well everybody performs yeah totally agree yeah yeah I actually would like to 
spontaneously invite people if you have listened to this episode and you have more questions or more insights that you want to share feel free to like send us you know messages throughout whatever facebook twitter however yeah um and maybe we can do like a short episode and just share those because we also want to hear from you if you have a specific yeah. question or you know a unique story or maybe a good distinction of you know when someone's inexperienced but good or the other way around and we will be and, happy and again to share sharing those. stories we would be really happy to share your stories because i think examples really help they're yeah. hard to talk about sometimes uh, you can feel very vulnerable uh, maybe if we talk about them and it's not directly you uh, you'd be happy to share some some experiences that you don't feel True. sharing and it could be completely anonymous places. of course yeah we always try to keep it like that yeah <laughs> okay so thank you for a very long uh, really interesting conversation that i think could could like um Again, could could be way way longer. We could we could sit here all day if we only we could. Sure. Um, and you can uh, please feel uh, feel reaching out to us on on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, um, and uh, let us know what you think. Let us know your stories. Um, and yeah, we, we hope to to be in your ears again soon. Yeah, yeah totally. see you next time. Thanks for listening. And we have swag. Hit us up on Twitter. True, true. Bye. Right, bye. Bye.